Get the other side of the story with Jeff Wagner's Department of Justice. Crooks, con artists, politicians, beware. The Department of Justice is... Closed for the moment, but maybe open sometime in the future. Who knows? Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. 814 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Monday morning. Emergency meeting today for the Milwaukee Common Council's Public Works Committee. After the city abruptly announced just weeks from Christmas that folks will not be able to drag their natural trees to the curb for disposal as they always have. That revelation caught many off guard, including the chair of the Public Works Committee, Alderman Bob Bauman, who is live with us in the studio this morning. Alderman, thanks so much for coming down. Good to see you. Yeah, well, we are going to have a special meeting. We want to get uh, a timeline, what the department knew and when they knew it regarding this DNR interpretation, which apparently was conveyed to them back in February, not recently. And more importantly, what's their plan? What's their plan to deal with this deluge of Christmas trees that will end up on the curbs of Milwaukee and sit there perhaps for months. Uh, It seems to me they're going to have to come up with some collection system, some special collection uh, operation which goes around the city and picks them up and then mulches them as they're required to do and have been required to do all along but weren't doing, and that's going to be expensive. And the, the concern about the timeline is had this been brought up earlier, we could have included in the budget and the additional cost of a special pickup routine to deal with Christmas trees. Now we're, we'll be into the 2024 budget. No money has been appropriated for a special collection effort. And so we really want to hear from the department, what's their plan to avoid this onslaught of litter? So let me walk you through each step of that. One thing I learned in my professional career, and it doesn't matter what business you're in, is your boss never wants to be surprised, even with good news. <laughs> Your boss should never be surprised over something that you're doing. And so let's first start about the the sudden nature of this announcement, at least publicly. You're saying that you, fellow aldermen and women, Public Works Committee, didn't know that the city knew as early as January that the DNR was coming down on the city saying, hey, you can't do it the way you've always done it. So part of what I imagine the front end of your meeting today, as you allude, is going to be some, hey, how come we didn't know about this? That's 100% correct. And interestingly enough, the memo we received from DPW, the email, was actually addressed to the mayor as well. So one could infer that he was not aware of this change in policy, which is even more troubling because they all report to him. I mean, their direct report line, line of responsibility, all the department heads report to the mayor. He appoints them. They're his people. And if he was in the dark and I were the mayor, I would really be concerned. <laughs> so uh, what do we anticipate the plan to be? Uh, has there been any uh, backroom conversations in the hallway? Well, the, the, the department's position stated in the memo was everybody should get in their car, load their Christmas tree in the trunk, and drive it to the drop-off center. Can you imagine the one at 37th and Lincoln? They'll be lined up from 37th and Lincoln to 10th and Lincoln. Now, Vetrano did say that he'd actually enjoy taking his Christmas tree. Well, when I lived in the city, yeah, we owned a home in the city, and I actually kind of like going down there for things. But no, not to take the Christmas tree down. And you're right, Alderman, we know what's going to happen. You're going to have tens of thousands of trees out at the curb just like always because A, people didn't hear, or B, didn't care what the new guidance was. And then it just becomes your problem anyway. Precisely. And they're going to have to pick them up, and it's going to be additional costs, which we have not budgeted for. 
But now you could. So say you had learned about this in January when apparently the Department of Public Works did. Could you not have budgeted for that or found some other that's better pre- plan that's more That's palatable? precisely the point. You know, and I guess there's been some local entrepreneurs that have already stepped up offering a tree hauling service, but they're going to charge for that. And again, as you point out, people are just in the habit of putting their trees on the curb. They're in the habit of seeing the garbage truck come down the street, pick it up, and it goes away. I doubt they're going to suddenly start shake, you know, shilling out 25 bucks or more to have a private service remove the Christmas tree. Again, they'll just sit on the curb. Some people might, and some people might sure, have, have right. uh, neighborhood events where they collect the trees and haul them to one of the city drop-off centers, but the vast majority of households will not do that. And, and here's how we know that, and I'm going to do a little bit of storytelling here. Eric's heard me told the story before, but you and I both have been around long enough all right. to remember. I think it was late 2000. We had a series of snowfalls, one on top of another on top of another, right. and the DPW trucks were having trouble getting down the alleyways in the city, yes. and there was a huge trash problem. Yes. And it was piling up. Literally, I remember doing stand-ups for Channel 4 with garbage piles higher than my head. And you all and the mayor at the time, Mayor Norquist and DPW and everybody was out there saying, look, folks, you got to find a way to help these trucks get down. They can't pick up the trash. Nobody bothered. And what you ended up doing was, I think, on holiday quadruple overtime or whatever it was, yes, sending the slip loaders down there, plowing it out, and just taking care of it. You are 100% correct. Remember that story? That was a great time. <laughs> that is the scenario that could very easily unfold. They'll block plows. They'll block parking spaces. They'll block sidewalks. They'll just sit there and, right, there'll be pressure on us, the council, from our constituents. We will put pressure on the department, and the department will end up doing a massive overtime effort, which will cost more in the end than had they planned this as part of their budget in the first place. Have you practiced any of your sound bites that you're going to present that the TV cameras will all grab? <laughs> no, I can do that pretty spontaneously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you can. can. Right. I've seen that before. So ultimately, how do you think this is resolved? Do you, do you find some money somewhere and do end up doing a special pickup in January? I think there's no alternative but that. Yes. Well, I appreciate you coming on. It's been interesting to work through this. Hey, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask and get your reaction to it. I know you've talked to the paper and to others about it. Uh, Your wife has posted on Facebook um, some comments that were critical of the black community in your district. Um, I know you've reacted to it already, but if there's anything you'd like to add now. Yeah, they're not my words. They're not my sentiments. It was a very unfortunate situation. And, you know, we'll just plow ahead and I'll run on my record. I've been doing this job for 20 years. I think I've done a very good job. Downtown is doing great. The near west side is seeing great progress. East side of the district is seeing a lot of development, new residential projects going up, a lot of amenities. Third Ward is doing great. And all that has occurred you know, on my watch with my involvement. And I just hope folks look past this because it's not who I am. Have you heard from constituents about it? Actually, not. I have not. The comments were posted posted on the Facebook page of a man who's filed papers to run against you. I wonder, did you uh, connect with him at all? Has there been any conversation? Do you you feel like you in some way owe him an apology? I have not connected with him as of yet. Uh, The the comments really weren't directed at him. I mean, they were a general comment on society at large, more than focused on a particular individual. So, I mean... Again, if uh, I'm, I have no problem sitting down with, with the individual, that would be fine, fine with me, but so far not. 
Milwaukee Alderman Bob Bauman in studio live with us this morning in that emergency meeting at 9 o'clock this morning at Milwaukee City Hall. Always appreciate you being candid with us, Alderman. Good to see you. Thank you. 821 on Wisconsin's Morning News. All right, guys. You turned me on. Eight twenty-seven on Wisconsin's morning news this Monday morning. We got the Packers tonight on the road against the Giants. Eric and I will host the pregame show. That's right. This evening, starting right at here, o'clock on WTMJ. So battling through a little bit of a voice thing. I feel fine. It's just one of these things. Eric had the cold, and I had the cold, and like my my colds move from various transitions. Yeah. Right. So now it's. Settled nicely in my upper chest and is apparently affecting my voice. Today. Well, I can like give you previews of what to expect because I feel like I'm like seven days in front of you on <laughs> all of this. I'm not positive we have the same cold. Why do you blame yourself for that? Everybody's I, sick in the world. I don't know. I came Everybody's in here sick. It can't necessarily coughing, be. Coughing and then all of a sudden you got sick and... <laughs> <laughs> Yours, I think, is different though, because Vince's like got the sexy voice thing going. You had the s- snotty nose, right? <laughs> Appreciate that, Deb. <laughs> You're suggesting my voice wasn't sexy. No, I'm thinking that it wasn't the little, you know, the grumbly thing going on. That's <laughs> uh, true. It just transitions differently. But oh, it's it morphed. We persevere. So we got the Christmas lights up this weekend. The hey. exterior, the external lighting, if you will. I thought you were not a Christmas lights outside kind of guy. That is correct. I am not. My wife, however, is. Uh-huh. Okay. So this is, we we sort of reached one of these things, and maybe this happens in your house. Like, So I just don't want to do it. I, <laughs> okay. I think it looks really nice, and our house looks now festive and full yeah. of joy. I think the kids like it. Everybody likes it. I think it's a wonderful thing. And for those who really enjoy it, I love to look at the lights. I just don't want to do it. I get overstressed in the holidays, and so does everybody. But that was just like of one more thing on my list, and like can get away without doing that. So we've I've just never done it. Mm-hmm. My wife finally had it with that, and she's like, you know what? We need we need outdoor lights. Like that's important to me, so I'll do it. You don't want to do it? I'll do it. Fine. Well, oh no. So how does that work, right? I come home Friday. She's doing it. She's up on a ladder, <laughs> hanging on. lights. So what am I supposed to do when I walk in? Then please just be like, tell me you didn't just pull in, look at your garage floor, and be proud of how nice that looks, <laughs> and then go in the house and sit yeah, down. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a nap for a couple hours. <laughs> I might go swing some golf clubs later. It's really nice day. I'm gonna meet it the guys. Nice We're gonna hit a fun. few. Please tell me you helped. So of course I did. Now I didn't do much, but I was there, and I sort of so she did the bulk of the work. So all the credit goes to her for that. But. I didn't feel like I could just bail and be like, all right, well, good luck with that. That was a wise decision. You helped out. Yes. But so what happened there exactly? I laid down, we're not doing outside lights. And then we were. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what really that was occurred your choice. there? Yes. Your choice to help. We, I was I telling was the a story one. earlier. We got a few, uh, few texts on the old National Bank talk and text line, which is 855-616-160. Um, Vince, I'm the same way. You feel guilty not helping. Then I end up doing it all. Don't want wife on the ladder. So that didn't occur. I mean, she really, again, did the bulk of the work, but I was sort of errand boy. Well, can you bring this up? Can it definitely helps. hand this to me? Doing lights by yourself is a pain. Uh, somebody else indicating that that's kind of how it played out there. My husband was not amused, just sitting there. He's a carpenter, so he's used to sitting on the roof, but not to hang Christmas lights. <laughs> so he wants to be out, too, but she's not having it. <laughs> Boy, and you're running a little late. I'm glad you guys got him up before oh, Christmas. thank you for that, too, right? <laughs> I'm sure that, that'll be brought up as well. Well, if you get out there and do these lights. 
At least the weather was good. 8.30 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Get the latest news, traffic, weather, and sports tomorrow morning on Wisconsin's Morning News. Now, back to the Department of Justice on News Radio 620 WTMJ. Ooh, the Department of Justice is open. Uh, we all have a very special Jeff Wagner 5Q because this is the final, final week of the Jeff Wagner show right here on WTMJ. So, five shows to go yeah. for Wagner. Last one is Friday. We'll have a very special Jeff Wagner 5Q coming up in five minutes right here on Wisconsin's Morning News. So companies, big and small, whack people in different ways. This is true. <laughs> you ever seen somebody get ba- walked out the back door? Oh, God. Uncomfortable. Awful. Unless you Awful. like really wanted to see the guy, that guy go. That's never happened to me. What are you talking I've never been rooting for someone to be fired before. <laughs> <laughs> really? What? what? Hmm. Okay, but right. You're saying that some companies are rethinking so the whole- So this is being changed. Yeah, so fewer employees are being walked out the front door now with a box in their hand or a goldfish or anything like that. There's a new kind of layoff taking place. Some employers are giving workers advance notice to give them time to look for new jobs. Now, federal law requires some larger employers to give two months notice to workers when they're going to orchestrate some huge layoff when that's happening. And that's law. But this is different. This is companies like Wells Fargo and Disney- Actually saying, hey, you're gone. We're going to get rid of you at the end of February, just so you know, so you have some time to work it out. Leadership consultants are telling the Wall Street Journal that companies are doing this to appear transparent and compassionate because they can't make cuts quietly anymore because that's when things look bad. Laid off employees vent on social media. I just got fired. I can't believe Google did this to me. Uh, Things like that or leaking internal documents. So this way you say, hey, you know, Vince... We're going to keep you on until the end of February. That gives you quite a bit of time to work on finding something else out. And then at that point, you're going to have to move on. You'd think it'd be different. Like if you're getting fired for cause, that's probably different. Sure, right? totally like different. You've been, you haven't been doing your job or you've been doing this poorly or you did this completely wrong or whatever. And we can't have you work here anymore. That I, I bet you. Now, Debbie made different. an interesting point. Debbie said, well, what if, okay, if you're told that, aren't you not going to do your job well? Right. I, you know, there could be sabotage that goes on. Sure. However, I guess one argument would could be made against that would be okay if you're they say sign on the dotted line, we're going to keep you for six more weeks, then you got a severance after that, and we're helping you out. Maybe the hope would be that that employee would still be willing to work, knowing that they still have time and they could look for another job. And I think traditionally that's probably why they didn't do this whole big long heads up of like, well, you still want people coming, <laughs> coming to work, right? Oh, just so you know, you have man. six more weeks where you can just phone it in, yeah, or whatever they wanted to avoid that. But you know, as lo- look, as long as everybody plays along with it, then it then it works out better. Yeah. So that's the thought anyway. Eight forty two coming up. We've got the five Q with Jeff Wagner. His that's last right. week on the air here at WTMJ. We'll do that next on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ is committed to bringing you the latest news 24 hours a day. And when we're not reporting the news, we're talking about it. Now, here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Ooh, an oldie but goodie there. Fantastic old open. <laughs> I didn't know he had Blues Brothers for an open. <laughs> yeah, I remember that open. Oh. It like ran adjacent. That wasn't the top. I don't know if that was the top of the show. Maybe, Maybe like one of the resets. Secondary hours. Yeah, exactly. Hmm, all right. Well, it's a big week this week. Jeff Wagner officially calls it a career. WTMJ's final show is Friday. Right here 
on WDTMJ. So we want to celebrate that. You know what that means? If we want to celebrate a little Wagner, you know what we got to do. And now the Department of Justice time is open for the 5Q. Jeff Wagner. Do I have moron tattooed on my forehead? What inspired you to do radio? I ran for attorney general in 1994 and was making the rounds of radio stations in the state. I think we need to say hard time for armed crime. Did a lot of interviews and things like that, and I was intrigued by the medium. So then I'm practicing law. I'm in my office in 1995, and I just picked up the phone and and called program director at a local radio station and said, hey, you ever need a fill-in? And they were interviewing a whole bunch of people. I happened to be the one that stuck. I fell in love with the medium. So for about three years... I filled in doing 20, 30 shows a year while I was still practicing law. And then the opportunity came with WTMJ for a full-time gig. Jeff Wagner, News Radio 620, WTMJ. What is one of your most memorable moments on the radio? Well, um, 9-11. I mean, 9-11. I just, I mean, I remember not just the day of 9-11, but also the, the weeks afterwards. I heard the second plane, you know, on the radio crash into the World Trade Center. Right. I have to tear up because I realize that the world has changed and it's, it's no longer that feeling of security that I had as, as a kid. That's where I think spoken word radio and talk radio really comes into its own because we provide a voice for the community and it's a shared sort of experience. I've developed, with your help, several rules of life that I, I've had the opportunity to, to share. Some of these rules include Wagner's rule of life, number four, nothing good happens outside a strip club at 2 a.m. Can you name all your producers, or how many can you name? Well, I can name them all. All right, rattle them off. Okay, the, the very first guy I had went by the name of Jack Daniels, and he was... <sighs> He didn't last very long. They gave him to me because he, he hadn't worked out with some of the other shows that were on the air, and they figured, let's give him to Jeff. You know, And then he just stopped coming into work one day. So there was that. After Jack Daniels, we had young Dan, Dan Walsh. Then we had Elise Daneman, Amber Noltmeyer, who still works in our traffic department, Vince Figueroa, Kyle, had Kyle there. See, and then lately I've had a lot of producers. You know, we, we had Samantha, we had Charlie, I've got Aaron now. The producers have been absolutely wonderful. And I, I, that is one of the keys. You know, you need a good producer. You know, one of the funny things that I always hear is somebody will say, how did that caller get on the air? And I'll always say, well, you should hear the ones that don't get on the air. <laughs> Politically incorrect. And proud to admit it, Jeff Wagner on News Radio 620 WTMJ. What advice would you give a uh, young up-and-comer who is trying to get into the business? You know, that, that's an interesting question because the business is changing dramatically from, from when I got in. And my advice is be yourself. You know, when I, when I started out and for a long, long portion of my career, you know, I was up against Rush Limbaugh. And all these people, both on TMJ and elsewhere, tried to be like imitation Rush Limbaugh's. And I realized you can't do that because he, he, he had that cornered. And so early on, I realized I've got to be me. And, you know, you'll, you'll find an audience. And, and thankfully, I was lucky to do it. So, I mean, my advice is always don't, don't, don't try to be the next Jeff Wagner. Be yourself. And if you're good enough and if you're lucky enough, that'll be enough. 
evil can only win when good people fail to act. Whether we bring our enemies to justice or bring justice to our enemies, justice will be done. For those of you who refuse to stand idle, Jeff Wagner's Department of Justice is open. What will you miss most about being on the radio? The daily interaction with listeners, it's not even close. I, you know, since I announced that I was leaving, I have been overwhelmed hundreds, probably thousands of, of emails and texts from people saying that they're going to miss me. But the truth, Eric, is that I'm going to miss the audience more than they're going to miss me. The, the opportunity to just come in and talk to people about things that are important to you in the town that you grew up in, it's been priceless. I mean, don't tell anybody, but I would have done it for free, you know, <laughs> but, but uh, thankfully they paid me for it. Get the other side of the story with Jeff Wagner's Department of Justice. Crooks, con artists, politicians, beware. The Department of Justice is... Closed for the moment, but maybe open sometime in the future. Who knows? Ooh! <laughs> A little Wagner tease there. Well, well, I don't know what that means. Well, but ad hoc hearing or there for the Department of Justice. Who knows? No, Jeff has said he'll, he has... Plans to do something somewhere somehow. He's not going to golf all the time. <laughs> well, it should be a great it. week. And by the way, <clears throat> uh, little birdie tells me you might hear a top ten Wagner rules of life today on the old program. On the program? Mm-hmm. Could all happen right. today as he quickly wraps up his career. Jeff Wagner, T minus five shows starting this afternoon at noon. Right? Yeah. Final show Friday. Right here. And WDTMJ. Do I have moron tattooed on my forehead? WTMJ, W277CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Dre Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. High 38 degrees today under partly sunny skies and low down to 29 tonight. Quiet weather really for the whole week ahead. Ultimately, how do you think this is resolved? Do you, do you find some money somewhere and do end up doing a special pickup in January? I think there's no alternative but that. There you go. That's Alderman Bob Bauman in studio earlier this hour. So we had him in here, Steve, WTMJ, Steve Scafidi, joining us right now, ahead of WTMJ Now. We had him in here to talk about this emergency hearing that he scheduled, and it's gotten a lot of attention, the city of Milwaukee changing guidance to the hundreds of thousands of people who live in the city about how to treat their Christmas trees when they're done with them after the holidays. And for forever, people have been able to drag their tree to the curb. And unlike in some other communities where you have maybe a separate pickup, and they take them to a mulcher or to the recycling center. The city just threw them in the trash. And so apparently the aldermen of the common council didn't know that the city had been notified early this year. Like, hey, you guys can't keep doing this with the throwing it in the trash. You got to come up with some other plan. Well, the people that come up with that plan weren't told they got to have a new plan. Mm. So that's what the meeting is today. So, but we can tell you ahead of time what's going to happen. It sounds like, at least according to what Bauman indicated there... That they'll likely come up with some type of retrieval situation sometime in yeah. January. And there's like five companies now that are going to offer to do it mm-hmm. for varying different levels of prices. <laughs> That's true. Five to 25, I've seen. They'll come by your house and pick it up for you. Well, I'd recommend before you book somebody to do that, see how this thing goes today. Because the alderman was, was funny. I was telling this story. Gosh, it's 23 years old. 
but it was this the winter of 2020 or 2000 and we had a series of snowfalls that were like one on top of another and the snow was piling up in the city and the city couldn't get the garbage trucks down a lot of the alleys because the city doesn't plow alleys so it's on the homeowners and in many cases when you have renters if the landlords get together and create you know find a way to have a private plow service plow them out then great if they don't the snow just piles up when it gets to be too much they can't get the trucks down well garbage was piling up over the heads of people like the, it was mountains of trash and this city tried everything to get people to shovel out their stuff and they didn't so what they did between christmas and new year's i think on super holiday quadruple quintuple overtime came in and picked up all the trash and plowed all the stuff out mm-hmm. and that's what happened so they know oh. that's going to happen here again ultimately you have to just figure it out so they all have these uh, chipper trucks you hire a couple guys or you use some of your staff probably named Lenny or Squiggy or something like that, and they drive around, <laughs> and they, they throw one guy throws it in, and the other guy's driving a truck, and over the course of two weeks, they got all the 75,000 trees. <laughs> a Christmas tree literally takes no time at all. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I've actually, if you, have a, if you have a natural fireplace in your home, I've actually cut up the tree. I've left the logs to stay for a year. Yeah. They're usually good, yeah. and then you use the boughs to start your fires. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful with that. That, that yeah. stuff's... Really combustible. It is. Yeah. I mean, you ever, ever see someone just burn one tree? Oof. Man, that'll take your eyebrows off if you're standing close <laughs> enough to it. Oof. Yeah. If you're doing it right. And I would like my eyebrows. <laughs> they want me pencil them in at some point. For a guy, that's a weird look. Will we see you at 4 o'clock today? Yes. Right here on WTMJ? Apparently, I've been hired as the new pregame guy, so I will be here at 4 o'clock. Along with us. Yes. Eric and I are hosting the pregame show. Steve Scafidi in the house as well. Random. Oh. But fun. It's not random. It's going to be great. It will be awesome. And knock it out of the park. Can't wait. You're going to learn everything about this Monday night game before I doubt the game it. takes place. I doubt it, but we'll see. <laughs> well, you meant we're from gonna, you. We're going to prove you wrong. From you guys or the experts? The experts, yes. From you guys, eh, what do you know about football? I got a lot to say. All right. <laughs> I'm, I have a lot to, to respond Believe back it. to. <laughs>